One of my go-to things when I do my workshops and, and presentations is I get everyone to lay on the ground. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if you want to, are you willing to do that? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to do that, so, uh, okay. Raw and bootstrapped from the start of Metropole Düsseldorf, this is the Start in Dust podcast. your host, Aaron Tupon. Hello there, and welcome to a new episode of the Starting Dust podcast. This time I spoke with Britt Steuven, who is coaching people to stay focused through her The Break Changer workshops. I thought it would be a great idea to start with one of her exercises and, well, well, just listen to the rest of the episode to find out what I did and why breaks are good for you. Enjoy the show. I'm, we're gonna try that. So okay. I'm stepping over cables because we are in the Gewex house. Um, yeah. And we just hijacked a room. So I'm going to go on the ground. Yeah. Most of the time I have, uh, so I have people write down their initial thoughts before we do it. Okay. And a lot of people say, this is crazy. The floor is probably disgusting. Why are we doing this? Okay, my initial thought will be, I'm so curious what's going to happen next. <laughs> so, um, okay, what's next? so do you do yoga? No. Okay, so there's this pose at the end called Shavasana, where you basically just lay on the ground, and it's my favorite because it just literally grounds you. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to do this back in the day when I would get really stressed out, not even knowing that this was a beneficial thing. Mm-hmm. But this is the only time that your spine can completely flatten and straighten out. And even if you're on a hard couch or a hard bed, it, it doesn't count. This is uh, being on a flat surface like this actually helps your muscles and, and also your mind. So, anyway, I'll stop talking and we can just kind of. Okay, so, the this exercise, you have to be silent. I like doing this in, in the garden though. It's oh, completely nice. the same thing, just in the grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna make you just like a minute of silence. And you can obviously edit that silence out. <laughs> Shut up already. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are, lying on the floor for a minute. A minute of silence, a minute of turning back into yourself. Okay, we can stop now. Okay. <laughs> Even though you probably don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was a very interesting exercise. I realized that um, I should um, do this more often. Right. Because my mind was going all over the place. Right. See, it's really interesting when you, when you stop like that and you tune in to your body and your thoughts what you start to notice so now yeah. is a good time for you to introduce yourself really okay cool yeah who are you a little bit about me is um i'm born i was born and raised in denver colorado um moved here about a year and a half ago with my husband and i have you know about 13 years of experience in uh, marketing and and content management and 
a little bit of project management, um, but since moving here, my lifestyle has completely changed and in the process of you know, learning how to do new things and take time for myself. I uh, realized I was a workaholic back in the day. So that's where the Brick Changer has, has come along. It started as an experiment that I did not even expect to go where it has gone today. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, and that that's what we just did now. The Brick Changer is actually about helping people make great breaks to perform better? Right, well, so the project in a nutshell, if I can, if I can, I'm gonna try to, to sum it up. Um, basically, I took 100 days away from my marketing business when mm -hmm. we moved here, because um, I was afraid that if I didn't press pause on my work and with my clients back in Denver, I would never stop. And I'd probably never leave the kitchen table and never experience this new country because the longest I ever left home was for a summer and that was to go to New York. And so when I restarted my business, I started getting anxiety about losing some newfound habits that I had discovered, like learning to eat a meal without looking at my phone or sitting in front of my computer, um, actually paying attention to my surroundings, mm -hmm. doing a lot of that laying down on the ground thing, but in parks and instead of using that as a, as a way to get through panic and stress, it's just more of soaking in the moment for once. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, so there are all these things, right. That I didn't want to lose. So I put together this, just an experiment. I just wanted maybe four or five people to come along with me to hold me accountable to doing these things. And when I threw it out to my network, it was pretty crazy how people kept subscribing to my list, saying, hey, I need this, this is so cool, let's do this, telling their friends, awesome. telling their colleagues. And I hadn't even created the challenge yet. Okay, like, it was just like an idea, right? Yeah. You actually were looking for support for yourself. Right, yeah, that's where that's totally where it started. And then as I had when I had about you know two hundred and fifty people, I was like, okay, I gotta really make something out of this. <laughs> so then I had kind of this newfound, it was a good pressure, right, mm -hmm. and and a newfound excitement to just create. And uh, I had designed a lot of newsletters for some of my marketing clients, and and I was so excited to just do something that came from me. And not something absolutely for you yeah. yeah and so I had complete creative freedom and so you know the first day the first challenge was daydream on purpose and I had no idea how that would be received and but you know again in those hundred days of my magical break time mm -hmm. I realized how many good ideas were coming to me when I was totally detached from focusing on anything I mean just wild what your brain does when it's not focusing like have you ever had a good idea in the shower or while you're mowing the lawn or something walking the dog yeah yeah thousands <laughs> yeah and so in the process of you know throwing these challenges out i was also getting into all the science behind these things and finding studies you know uh, about about daydreaming i mean there's endless stuff about how your brain is has two modes diffuse mode and focus mode and it really needs to be uh, going back and forth from each 
mode so that you can really piece together everything that your brain is mm -hmm. doing. So, so after these 10 days of trying, you know, everything from, yeah, lying on the ground, daydreaming, doing something with your hands, um, dancing in the kitchen. I mean, they all have a reason behind them. Uh, I'd sent out this, a survey to the participants and it was crazy how many people said that they, that this got them out of their comfort zone, got them into break taking habits, got them shifting their perspectives. That was the biggest thing. I wanted people to think that, or I wanted people to see their lives and their life roles mm -hmm. differently in a new way with more possibility, more joy, more fun, and to show them that they have they that we have more choices in our day mm -hmm. than we think on how we see things and what how fast we walk, what we choose to do with our time. It and, and when I was people to take control as well. I mean, right. if you're caught up in a dating routine and yeah. you just before you know it, five weeks have gone by and they were all the same. And right. If you don't stop. Exactly. Yeah. And and even even focusing in on the routine as something that can be very enjoyable, like doing the dishes, can actually mm -hmm. be an exercise of gratitude. Oh, really? It can. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you really shift, I think so. <laughs> if you shift the way you're thinking, you can you can yeah, see it true. as ah, oh, I have food, I have a, a home, I have a sink, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So the community of people that came together and started supporting each other was the coolest part because. I've signed up for online challenges and mm -hmm. I've never done them. I don't know if you have, but I don't ever feel accountable. And like, have you That's actually a, tried? It's, it's, um, what you often see, um, I did a lot of uh, massive open online courses and there are two reasons why I would be, you know, really engaged. And that's one side that I was really like, this is a topic I'm personally invested and interested in. Right. Um, or there was a great community around it and you would be like um, you know, conf having conversations online and right. being stimulated to go yeah. to the next uh, step and um, keep uh, keep being engaged. Exactly. But the uh, sort of subjects that were like, okay, oh, this might be interesting. Oh, this could be interesting too. Um, right. Yeah, never. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I forgot about it. Or right. there are a zillion other things. Especially online. I mean, there are oh, a lot of things to do. Yeah. So many distractions. Yeah. Um, what was what was really cool about this is so I um, I did a Facebook group, and and I and I treated it kind of like workaholic rehab or okay. rehab in general. Like, but I didn't say that. But I you know I I would throw out the activity. And if people did it, I want them to come talk about it. If they didn't do it, I wanted them to come and talk about it. And that was the most interesting piece is when people wouldn't do the challenge and when they would come and talk about like yeah. why and how they couldn't justify this time for themselves or they couldn't find the time or they, they tried to do it, but it just didn't work. And then it, and then it became this, I became, I started coaching people without yeah. even realizing it and finding that that's something that I love to do. So through this process of, Again, a, just an organic thing that developed because then I started to see 
If you struggle to take 10 minutes for yourself, or if you do take those 10 minutes for yourself, there's a whole underlying <laughs> pool a, a, a of whole, stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you struggle to take the 10 minutes, you will struggle to take anything, um, any step back and stepping right. out of the routine and maybe considering whether you can do things more efficiently or better or if right. you're working on the right things or doing the right Exactly. There's been some, in, in a recent pilot program that I did with uh, 40 women, most of them were established entrepreneurs and some of them were aspiring entrepreneurs. It was incredible to see people who realized, wait, I'm not even in the field of work that I really want to be in. Or, oh my gosh, I actually can do this. Mm -hmm. And, or, you know, I want to start writing that book and and someone actually did. They, they wanted to write a book for seven years. And in this program, they started it because mm -hmm. they had the support. They had the motivation. They saw, they also saw on the business side that it's not perfect and that we're all human and mm -hmm. we can get. And that you have a choice yeah. in, in sort of starting that, that you actually have control. Right. Which some people tend to forget. Right. And, and they, they, all of us tend to not give ourselves permission to do what we really truly need and deserve and desire. And I think we get kind of stuck in a rut sometimes and we need a little external nudge to just push mm -hmm. us out. And then even if we take the smallest step out of that rut, it can be right. just, just a huge perspective. thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes just looking at things and just Making one step to the left and one step to the right can make a world of difference. Right, exactly. Cool. Well, it's uh, it's amazing that it also it, it organically evolved so much. Um, if I understood correctly, you also brought this idea to the startup weekend women here in Düsseldorf, or a similar idea. There's there's two different stories here. So I want to hear them both. Okay. <laughs> so. Startup Weekend Women was really interesting because it was it, it does encompass what the break changer is because I desperately needed to think about something different than the break changer. And I was really toying with pitching it at the Startup Weekend, mm -hmm. but they say to not pitch an idea if it's already started. You need to, you know, something create new. something yeah. that weekend. So just going to that uh, was completely out of my comfort zone because I had no idea what to expect. I was told it was all in German. But uh, a new friend of mine, Diana, and I decided to just go together and yeah, I just pitched something at the very last moment. Didn't e wasn't even expecting to do this, mm -hmm. but just had that urge to just try it and see what it's like and to just do it. And then somehow my idea got chosen and then I had a team of people and we worked on this idea. Do you, do you yeah. think that this, like, having done that challenge, uh, this, this break changer, so this big challenge, it helped you to convince yourself to absolutely step out of your comfort zone and it also you know, uh, yeah. sort of ignited that urge to, uh, I need to, because I get the feeling you needed to present this idea, not because of the idea itself, but because it would give you a whole new experience and a whole new, ins a whole new set of insights. Right. And yes. Your exactly. brain changing helped you in getting you know, the courage to actually do that. Yes. 
totally twofold. Yeah, it was it was because when you as soon as soon as you do, it, it's like it's like when you are putting off cleaning the house and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna clean the sink. And then after you clean the sink, you're like, okay, the mirror needs this, and then the counter needs that, and you once you start doing one little thing, you get courage to do another thing. <laughs> cleaning doesn't really need courage, but no, you know. <laughs> it's, but, it's, it's it's like the um, you know. But cleaning the house is like a big daunting task and if right. you sort of divide that up in micro tasks exactly so you, you also get every time you get to think hey I cleaned mm-hmm. the sink mm-hmm. so I've done at least I've done something well, right whether you make it about cleaning the house uh, it took me an hour and I've only done this and there's right. still so much to do whether you know it's a, it's a different way of looking at things exactly and yeah. the same goes for whichever you do in your work life I would assume and part, and also the other part with with that weekend was i realized that i was starting to fall into some of my old habits so as i started to get really passionate about this break changer project and build a website out of it and get it trademarked and really turn it into another piece of my business i was not eating as much as i should i was in my pajamas all day i was not getting out i was not ex- Experiencing what Dusseldorf has to offer, but also because I didn't know what Dusseldorf had to offer. And I wanted to see what was happening here creatively, if at all, because my impression was that it was pretty boring, to be honest. Uh-huh. Well, that's, a, well I, yeah. that's an interesting point because that's a, I think that's a challenge every place has, and especially mm-hmm. you know, when you're, uh, I think Dusseldorf has a certain reputation. Um, right. And this is that's a challenge. This is our has. I mean, if, if that's the thing you have, I mean, it's a boring place. Well, not yet, or just I guess you know, just quiet, right? And mm-hmm. and not a lot of innovation. That, but I wasn't I wasn't informed. I wasn't looking in the right places. And hilariously enough, this room was where I came for the start your own business in Dusseldorf meeting, mm-hmm. and it was honestly really devastating because. It's a lot different to set up a business here than it is to set up a business in Denver. I mean, okay. you pay like 35 bucks to the Secretary of State and you've got an LLC. Okay. Here, if you want to have a legitimate business, you have to have, mm. what, 15000 in the bank to have a G- GMBH? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a bit, Although there are different... I think that's a, that's a complexity in all European countries. There are very different formats. And um, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know if we it's a, need to cover all those. Things. <laughs> exactly. It's a, but anyway, so um, the startup weekend we had, we you were um, doing your idea. It gave you a lot new set of experiences. Yeah. And then I saw you again being active, suddenly being completely active in promoting the startup sprint. What was your role there? Because there it really got kicked off with the break changer in, in terms of, I mean, you yeah. were combining finding the enough innovation in Dusseldorf. I mean, right. startup yeah. weekend and startup sprint much more innovative you cannot really get. It's a creative and innovative crowd. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was another crazy organic accidental experience with that because Startup Weekend Women completely popped my head off. I was just so inspired by everything going on and I loved the startup team. 
the people that led that event were so nice and so fun and supportive. And Peter Hornick, he was my, my sounding board, if you will, when I had to vent a lot about how much pressure Startup Weekend was, but really good pressure, right? Mm -hmm. I even cried at one point to Peter, the poor guy. I was yeah. like, it's okay, it's fine. I think it's a normal emotion to have. I mean, in a pressure cooker situation like a Startup Weekend or a Startup Sprint, yeah. it's a... He told me that I was not the first um, woman and definitely not the first man to cry at that thing. So that was interesting. And so we, were, we got coffee one day and, and he was telling me about their upcoming plans. And, and you know, I, I think he knew how excited I was and how um, moved I was and asked me to come help with the next event. So then, yeah, the startup sprint was just, it was so cool to be behind the scenes that time and since it was part of the city and not through um, the startup weekend format mm -hmm. we had a little bit more flexibility and so that's when I thought hmm okay it's a really stressful environment really stressful situation you're focusing your ass off for 54 mm -hmm. hours they need breaks like what so that it was interesting I, I, I could have done a lot more I think with that, with that crowd, like, I think, um, if it's always the case, you can always do a lot more. What went right. Well? That's true. Yeah. But, but what I wanted to, I wanted to give myself some space too. I didn't want to be completely buttoned down the whole weekend, focusing on everyone else's breaks. I wanted to actually have a little bit of freedom to network and talk to, and to the see what's mentors. happening. Uh, yeah. I see what's yeah. happening around this event right I'm, I mean from the pictures we also I didn't I wasn't in this room at the time to start with from the pictures I saw um, there were a lot of people taking a lot of interesting breaks right and you yeah. seemed very busy that week <laughs> so I think it went very well yeah you know I borrowed some some yoga mats and and got some people to do the stop drop pause that you and I just did and I was getting um, and even people like Ingo, who said he would never do something like that, he gave it a try. So, and he and he enjoyed it. And and there was yeah, there was. It's it was funny though because we even had that inflatable tub with the balls yeah. in it, the ball bath. And it's you know, everyone was just so focused on their yeah. startups that they hardly were even letting themselves breathe and take their breaks and I remember even just asking people how are you doing I'm exhausted okay get over here let I had to sometimes physically drag them out of their situation to to do their breaks right but in the process of talking to others you came to the next opportunity I would assume with, right um, because you're, you're now doing the break changer thing with the startups in the Eon Agile accelerator right right Yes, so that was funny because as I was uh, telling Stefan, one of the one of the staff members there, mm -hmm. about the brick changer and the things that I was doing, he's like, you know, he's like, I can see some of this at our you know onboarding weeks to get people less stressed out, and and it's interesting because on the surface people are like, okay. How, how will we explain this to our executives? How will we, mm -hmm. you know, I've even been told like, 
who's going to trust the blonde girl from Colorado? You know, it's like, what? Like, (laughs) but I I think every, I come from a, I I think I told you this. I come from a consulting background. I'm working Mm -hmm. at Capgemini and, and one of the core tools in our consulting skills toolkit was icebreakers and right. uh, so and energizers because when you are a consultant and you have to do like project meetings or facilitate project workshops that take days or weeks right people have to get a mental break and they have to I mean, they doze off at one moment mm-hmm. as well i mean mm-hmm. it's, this is Right. It's it's so logical for me. It's like so like it's part of the package. You need to have this because exactly. people cannot you cannot focus twenty four hours a day and not even eight hours, not even two. No, you need a break. Right. Yeah. The human brain is really not made for the extended focus that we ask of it, and and people there there's just so much pressure. What's really interesting about the about the Agile thing, so they um, they basically just brought me in to do a test session uh, just to see how it would be received. I was very nervous because it's it's I it's still just such an experimental phase, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to find my ideal customer. And it's tough when you have something that you can see everyone benefiting from, but. It's very tough to. But it's tough to understand where to bring it and how to develop it and how it right. not get out of hand. But yeah, this test with the agile people, how did it go? It went. It went much better than I expected, and it was interesting because it was the first situation where I had more men in the group than women, and it was still very well received. and um, And they asked me to come back and do hour-long sessions every other week with a few of their different groups. But what's really interesting is it's kind of like if I said, hey, you know, I want to get more muscle, and so I'm just going to go to the gym every other week for an hour. It's not going to, it just, it just doesn't work. If you're trying to change something or build something, especially in your mindset, you have to work on it regularly mm-hmm. and you and you know you kind of you need some accountability you need mm-hmm. someone coaching you along the way and so i'm doing another experiment with okay. um, with an online piece so i'm sending them this week we're going to we're focusing on how we wake up in the morning and how much of an impact that can make. If you look at your phone the first moment you wake up, it can put you into a reactive mindset as opposed to a proactive mindset. Mm-hmm. And if you get that one email or you see that one Facebook status that throws your mental yeah. <laughs> energy off, it can really it can impact more than you think. Or, you know, if you just go straight into work or you go straight to your laptop, without setting intentions or, or working on a to-do list that's actually manageable and not going to stress you out can, again, make a huge difference. So we're digging into that and, and uh, again, coming back to a Facebook group and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the once every other week is like a nice basic rhythm to refresh and to check up. But right. if you want to change your habits, you have to find... A way to um, 
incorporated in your daily right. um, life and in your daily routines. Yeah. I, uh, that, I think that's very important. So, but I think it's not just the agile people who can benefit from this now because you have a challenge coming up. Right. Yes. So this all started a year ago. So in celebration of this, of this whole thing, uh, I'm relaunching the first 10 day challenge that changed everything. And so it will be, it will be really interesting to have people come back and try mm -hmm. it again, who tried it the first time. I guarantee some of the exercises will feel completely different. Some may work, some may not. That's the beauty of trying mm -hmm. different things and paying attention to the different seasons of our lives and all that stuff. So, and it's totally free. Yeah. Online. Okay. And where can they join? Yes. So they can sign, so anyone who wants to join can sign up through my website, thebreakchanger.com. Um, it's the break changer as in taking a break, not changing your breaks. I will put the link in the yeah. show notes as well. <laughs> okay. as well but, you know, because it's always yeah. like the, the break changer is not, not that, um, I mean, it's not that difficult a name. Right. The, the, but the break changer .com? Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. And then people can sign up for your challenge. It starts 9th of June. Yeah. 10 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll basically send an email each morning and then people will come back to the Facebook group and connect and so. Cool. Because, uh, how many countries did you have last time? I thought you, you said so. Yeah, the first one, people from 185 different locations in six different countries. It fits in almost every culture. Yeah, it absolutely does. And and in the cool thing about this challenge is, is you realize that you're not alone in a lot of things that, that you think you're alone on, that things you struggle with, you know, day to day. Um, so, and there's a sense of, um, there's, there's an, there's an anonymous piece to it. You know, it's kind of like how, if yeah, because some, you are in the masses, you're like in a safe environment. Right. And it's a lot easier to write a comment on an article or send an angry email than it is to call someone or to talk to them in person. So in a, so, but it's also a lot easier to talk about your life and get vulnerable and in with, this setting. Yeah. In a safe setting with uh, people who are more or less strangers. It's always, right. It's always easier. So for people who want to take a break, who want to refocus their lives, nine, of June, thebreakchanger.com, subscribe to the newsletter and mm -hmm. take the challenge. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So taking a step back, shifting your vantage point, it can make a world of difference for your life. And as we've learned from Brit today, our brains are not made to focus continuously. We need breaks to perform. Now, if you want to know how, you can join the upcoming challenge. It starts on the 9th of June. And you can join by going to thebreakchanger.com. That's break with E-A-K, not A-K-E. So, thebreakchanger.com. Anyway, the link is in the show notes over at startanddust.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Start and Dust podcast with Brit Steuven of The Break Changer. I hope to have you here next time. See ya! Tschüss! Thank you.